it can get easier, but if it will, probably it's a sign that you're getting too comfortable and to grow, you need to start looking for the next challenge. Hello, everybody. Welcome on the next episode. Um, it's me, Anfisa, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ioana, which you all know as UX goodies uh, from different platforms. And today we're meeting together to discuss a very interesting topic. It's a question which I feel like is flying in the air and a lot of people are curious. So how does it feel to become a senior designer? And actually the question or the topic sounds like, does it ever get any easier? So does it ever become clear what to do in the process and the design process, which options to go, which layouts are better, which patterns are better, whatever, whatever. And I know that many people who are transitioning into UX design um, are like wondering and thinking that at some point when I had like five years of experience, it will be easy for me. So I'd like to discuss if it's ever getting easier. <laughs> but before that, um, hello, Ioana, how are you doing? How was your last week traditionally? <laughs> Hello, Anfisa. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, well, my last week was actually pretty good. I had some I complained that I have to juggle a lot of things at the same time. But I think I had a very good week in terms of uh, internal balance, if you want. I felt like uh, for the first time since having Mia, things kind of fell into place. And now I'm able to, like understand how to be there for her, how to be present, but at the same time do the work and feel productive and, and do what I'm passionate about and work as a designer. I also had a freelancing project that I worked heavily on this week. And this also kind of elated my mood, if you want, because I missed going in the weeds on a design challenge and actually actually being hands-on and so on. And I think that uh, the school, the UX bootcamp is now in a very good place as well. More students are joining. We're getting our first reviews and it feels like surreal. And so, I don't know, it's just it's just a happy week. I want to take a moment and celebrate oh, it. Yeah, I, I think that it's a rare moment in time when, when things feel <laughs> like they're in the right place. But this is how I feel right now. And yeah, I think it's all uh, like cyclic probably i will feel bad again soon <laughs> but right now i'm just no. uh, i'm just here to celebrate so how was your week <laughs> <laughs> well first of all i'm really excited to hear this it sounds a lot i don't know how you found the balance so wow <laughs> all i can say <laughs> how do you do that <laughs> my week actually was not as good uh, as yours so i was really happy to hear it was much better for you i mean nothing really happened or nothing bad happening but i felt weak as a designer I mean, I guess it's this wave, it's like this stage in my career for the last couple of months, which make a little toll on me where I'm not feeling strong as a designer. Like I would often think like, why I'm not ready, actually to the topic, <laughs> why I'm not able to make quick decisions, why other people are doing great job and I'm not maybe meeting up some bars or keeping up with the other designers, why people are doing a better job than me and stuff like that. So I was in this um, sort of sabotaging mode uh, where I was not sure if I'm good enough, you know, uh, so nothing is going on. Everything is fine, but I felt myself like not a strong designer. However, on, on a good note, um, 
there were a couple of things that were happening in the real life. So in the last two weeks, actually, uh, I was on the offline conference, then I was on the offline hackathon, and then I was yesterday in the offline uh, breakfast for our office. And you know, it all happened in, within one week, basically. And it was just amazing. <laughs> I mean, I was reminded how much I strive to work in a real life context, how much it more fun and, and exciting and how much people, even if you have a challenge or a problem and you need to quickly solve it, how much people help you, how much, the, how much energy is out there in the room and where you can quickly you know, put the whiteboard and start solving it and throw ideas around and just, I don't know, it's just so fun. So I've been missing it so, so greatly. Honestly, uh, after this week, I was reminded that I'm not a bad designer. <laughs> like I would sometimes sabotage myself because you could see people in the room in the action and you can actually, again, measure yourself against those people and see that it was just, you know, this vacuum online bubble where you sit in the calm room and you don't really know what's going on and you start building up those misconceptions, I guess. So yeah, here's where I am. Um, I'm really hoping that moving forward, we'll have more offline events. I just can't wait already. <laughs> uh, but rather, other than that, there are not many more things that I can share. I just want to yeah. jump in here quickly and say that only a good designer can say that they're not a good designer. Yeah, so, of course. <laughs> so you're a strong designer just by having like this, this internal battle that you're having. And it's, it's totally relatable and it's a very good ground for today's conversation yeah maybe it could be helpful for people thinking that once you get there five years plus you've made it you're a king you're on top of the world and now you know it all <laughs> so i wanna my first question to you and i think it would be just straightforward coming out of this discussion we just had was does it ever get any easier to make design decisions in the maybe senior or even middle designer shoes uh so let's talk about our journeys and maybe think if you ever have this feeling like we know it all we figured it out uh we are we're certain about making design decisions we feel super seniors anybody have questions just ask me i know the answer <laughs> did you ever felt this way and if yes if or maybe if you felt it sometimes which when was it what was the moments can you maybe reflect a little bit on your journey uh, if you look back and think of your transition to like more senior roles it's a very interesting question and it, uh, it demands uh, an extensive answer because there are a lot of things that I want to touch upon here. So first of all, I think that some things get easier, other things get harder as you advance. So I feel like throughout my career, I became better at, I don't know, understanding what deliverable to create at what moment in the process or what activity is valuable at a certain point where we're questioning something so this became easier but other things became more difficult like being able to to actually make sure that the the decisions i'm making ha are have have the right impact on the product and on the company or trying to like balance all the all the elements that need to go into a design a decision and a design process, like understanding the business side, understanding how how my design decisions will impact like the profit of the company and stuff like that. Or some things became like more sophisticated, and this uh, sophistication brings uh, new challenges and new 
difficulties and new questions and self-doubt, obviously, in the end. So I would say that it does get easier for some parts, but it gets difficult. New, new complexity emerges as you advance in your career. And even when you're, let's say, like the, at, at the of possible top, the, the highest top you can imagine, like either if you're in the management role, you'll be like VP of design or chief design officer, or if you keep an individual contributor path, you'll be the principal UX designer uh, in a company, then other things will be difficult. So not necessarily using Figma or crafting some wireframes, but like aligning business stakeholders, measuring the impact of your design decision once the product is out there and and leading people is something extremely difficult if you're on the management path so yeah i'd say that this is my final answer and if i reflect back my final answer being that some things are easier other things are new and hard um as i reflect back i feel like i've had ups and downs like i think the way I started this episode uh, talking about um, cyclic and cy cyclicity, if that's the way you say it. Uh, so things are like, um, I think for me, it felt like, yeah, like a roller coaster. So at times I felt like I'm really uh, getting the hang of it. I have everything under control. I'm really good at it. I can convince people, I can articulate my design decisions. I know what to do with these insights that I have from research. My solution feels like it's well connected to the point where we started in this journey and everything makes sense and comes together. And so this was like momentary most of the times because then other things happened that kind of made me doubt myself. Like, I don't know, uh, disruption in communicating with developers or uh, not really understanding the business perspective in the projects I was on and just superficially trying to figure them out. And so I was doing well on one side, not doing great on other side. So, and I was continuously on this roller coaster of emotions. And this probably feels like a bit lighter or more mellow as you as you advance in your career it's not as tragic as it feels in the beginning so in my first project when something went wrong in my communication with the developers it felt like it's the, it's the end of the world and i chose the wrong career and i shouldn't be doing ux design i have no idea what i'm doing oh this is, this is me <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean with with time i just i i had the 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 opportunity of reflecting back on the experience that happened in the meantime and noticing that it keeps happening i just keep going up and then down and then up and then down and for me again this year where i've been on uh, i can i can relate to you a lot so for the, the past year being in the maternity leave from my company not be, being hands-on a ux designer for a while and also going into uh, the entrepreneurial world building a boot camp and doing all that i felt like there was on one hand a lot of unknown on, on the other hand, I wasn't doing design and I, I really had deep questioning about what's going on. Am I a designer anymore? Am I a good designer? And so this is why having this project right now made me remember that, oh my God, I love the process. I love challenges. I love questions. I love figuring out stuff. So, uh, and I'm, I'm sometimes good at it. And so, yeah, this is what I'm trying to say is that things that happen externally trigger some internal reaction throughout your career and there if you're lucky enough there will be things that you don't know for most parts of your career that's a good thing but that will also make you feel like inadequate and that's also fine 
And so for me, it has been just questioning and then trusting myself and questioning and trusting myself. And I think that's the, the essence of growth, if you want. And I'm really curious to hear your thoughts and your experience around it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can totally relate to this. Um, but I, I feel like it's never getting easier to me personally. I think it's only getting harder. And maybe that also relates to what challenges you're taking. If you're taking the challenges you're comfortable with, um, then it's maybe the sign that maybe if it's too comfortable, maybe it's a sign that you're not growing. Like, actually, I felt like this in my previous company. After, I don't know, around three, four months, I realized that I'm doing the same thing and I feel like I'm really good at it. And nobody is like helping me to grow. There is no challenge there, basically. So actually, <laughs> I mean, I felt it that I'm too comfortable and I probably need more challenge. And when I joined this company, which I'm working at right now at Citrix, uh, from that moment on, I only felt more and more and more and more challenges. That's probably a good sign that I'm actually growing. It felt like a huge shift. And you could, I could see like how from being on top of the world, I started slowly going down. But in general, yeah, um, I think it also, so depends on the challenge, I would say, and also depending on uh, the context in which you're working. Because as you probably already know, I have, uh, my past was not necessarily like straight um, IC or individual contributor path, um, because I've been working as a freelancer for a long time. I was founding my own startups and uh, that was a different context. And so the challenges there were as well quite different. Uh, the challenges were more in, you know, you know, if you're working in a smaller team, smaller startups, you know, you can always talk to people. You're, you're with them on the same room. You can always build connections. You can always figure it out together because you, you know how to work with each other. So when you join the bigger company, and again, here's where the switch happened for me personally and where I'm still struggling as a designer, even though I'm in a senior role, but so when I switched to like a bigger companies uh, and now I'm working in a company with like 10,000 employees, even of course we don't have 10,000 employees in our team, but <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a pretty big company anyways. And so now the challenge is um, in, in many other aspects, especially talking about the communication, talking about building the, the relationship with people and making up your way and like communicate your ideas and making sure everybody is aligned. This is where I'm still super pooper struggling because to be confident, to present your ideas confidently, you need to have, you be in touch in the room with the room, with the people you're presenting to. You need to know uh, that everybody shares the same context. You need to know that everybody's uh, respecting you, respecting the process, respecting the you know, the context in which we are in. But given the situation that we are all now working remotely and also we have time zone differences and also we've never seen each other because as I said, we're working online and just last week I was in the office almost like for the first time in the year. Um, it's a different context. Thus, there are different challenges. So as you present to somebody you don't know, you don't have a touch with them, you don't understand the mood in the room, you don't understand, do you make sense? You might start feeling like not super confident and then you might start sabotaging yourself and maybe as you present, 
you might start feeling like this is not working out this is not working this isn't working and you then start building up this not just a wall but um this bubble in your head where you feel like oh my god i'm a bad designer all, all i'm doing this makes sense i can see it's not making sense and then we are presenting it and people could feel you're not confident and how can you make a buy-in if you're if you don't sound confident there's like you're giving up the space for people to share their opinions and and then sort of distract you from actual you know what's the objective and why we're doing it this way right so it could definitely take a toll on you but <clears throat> i would i would give myself a discount here saying that again uh, remote context huge companies it is not easy it is a huge and interesting challenge and i feel like i'm growing a ton but it's it's definitely not easy uh, and, and I, like you said, I would have to reflect and work on it. And I was just yesterday talking with my manager about, you know, uh, why I'm not feeling confident right now. And, and he basically was sharing the same sentiment that you need to work on it, right? Like you have to reflect, you need to do some self-love exercises. You need to try to help yourself to acknowledge everything you have done so far. You cannot just discard everything you've done. So you'd have to just remember that mood, like let's say even that mood that I had like in the previous company, right? Where I felt like, oh, I know it all. I know how to deal with the things. Oh, I, I probably can present because I have a good English and our team was like international. And so back then it was easy. Now I feel like a total, total imposter. And that means that I just have to sort of regain my confidence and, and start building the better connections, I guess. For me, this is the problem, the, the core of the problem. Now, I was just talking a lot about the communication because I felt like it's the biggest challenge and it's not getting easier because of the communication. However, um, there are other challenges. I believe many designers will be asking things like, hey, so which layout is better? Or hey, um, which concept is better? Or which direction is better? How do you know? And this part, I think it's a mix between knowing how to discover things or knowing how to um, sort of prioritize things based on the project or company objectives or based on the criteria that you have all set up, which is best to do in the beginning of the project together with the stakeholders and um, with the team. And so I think maybe this part is getting a bit easier. But there are still those new challenges which you've never dealt with before. Like maybe in your past, you were working with e-commerce projects um, and now you know the best flow, you know the best checkout process and you know tips and tricks. And probably you can now build a lot of checkout processes easily. <laughs> Whereas if you're working in a bigger company, bigger challenges, more complex products, more platform kind of products, then it gets very tricky because there are a bunch of different limitations, different teams. You don't really know who's going to be developing it, who you should be talking to. Uh, maybe different context maybe there is a context in which it's like small thing like a mobile first thing and then there is a context in which a huge screen kind of size product and then it adds the complexity to your small challenge so now you have to think really holistically <laughs> like we like to say like about different context about the localization the accessibility the um, the limitations we have so far the stages in which you, your product will be built um, and whatnot right there are a lot of things that will come into your decision and um, the bigger the company the bigger the product the bigger the complexity will be and for sure even if you know how to do this if you know the best approach there will be challenge for you to tackle <laughs> so maybe i would say yeah so i guess my insight from this whole huge monologue conversation um my insight would be there that it can get easier but if it will 
probably it's a sign that you're getting too comfortable and to grow, you need to start looking for the next challenge. So I'm probably in the context where I took a bigger challenge, which I, than I was expecting. And that's why I'm struggling right now. But that's a good place to be in, right? I mean, it's, it's like the, the main sign of growth is yeah. feeling uncomfortable. Yep. Totally agree. Um, so, all right. <laughs> After this hard conversation, how about breaking it down um, and talking a bit more about the complexity of it? Let's talk about why do we think being a designer can feel sometimes being hard? What are the things which we would usually refer to when we say it's complex, it's not easy, it's hard, we always have to deal with a lot of uncertainty, with a lot of unknowns. So what exactly is this uncertainty and unknowns for people maybe who are transitioning to design and thinking it's all bubbles and rainbows and you just have to push pixels and make beautiful things. What exactly goes behind those beautiful pixels and beautiful screens? Can we name or give some examples and maybe even take one project and discuss what was challenging there to make it a bit more tangible for people who are like still trying to get into the industry? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the thing that is top of mind for me, which is dealing with complex systems. So employing critical thinking and systems thinking to try to figure out how something works as a whole, because I think that one difference between junior and senior designers is the, the spectrum or the scope of their work. So junior designers typically work, I don't know, on a, let's say, page, like the login page, and they try to uh, adjust some things or make some improvements, or they, I don't know, work on some small feature or functionality that's part of the entire system. And while when you grow into a senior lead design role, then you have to handle the entire experience throughout the product the entire product, the entire system, the way the product is connected to other systems maybe. So the scope becomes much more broader and difficult to grasp. So this has been something that's been difficult for me for, and, a, and, a, and a very tangible example is looking at my first UX project, which was building a flow to donate. And I was working in a big bank, ING bank, and um, I was working on the mobile banking app and so my first project was building a donation flow, but donation flows are like pretty straightforward. Like you have some suggestions for which amount to donate and a free field where anybody can input whatever amount they want. And then you simply donate and maybe have some info around what, where the money goes to and that's it. And so it felt like I was definitely, there was a challenge in understanding where that flow should be initiated from or where it should sit or what should happen afterwards and stuff like that. But it was like a small piece in a very big puzzle and I wasn't impacting the way everything else worked. So I didn't have to consider all that complexity and the entire system. I was doing my thing and it felt like I'm in control and this, this screen, there was like one screen. <laughs> it looks good, it behaves well, people understand what they need to do. And so after I grew into my future design, my next design roles, um, I had to handle like big products, which had a lot of complexity to them, which were also connected to other products and they, they were communicating to one another. And sometimes I had um, users coming from a different product from our product suite and going into my product. And how was that experience not disruptive and natural? And so as you grow, your scope grows as well and you have to understand and make connections and look at the system and be able to map it 
and, and make sure that if you're building something in one place of the product, it doesn't disrupt or have an effect in a different place, which is something that I see quite often with junior designers that they make a decision in, in one part of the product and then they didn't consider what's gonna happen like in a different part, like the, the butterfly effect of UX design if you want. And so they may like break things accidentally because they're not thinking holistically about the decision they're making. And this was this is something that's very specific, that was very specific for me. So being able to 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 deal with increasing complexity and a broader scope and understanding the whole product. And then I think I guess the next level would be once I'm going to be in my first VP role or chief design officer, understanding how my product impacts other products in the company and how the decisions I'm making impact like the business and like the business um, globally, not just like some KPIs or some uh, NPS score or whatever, but just like how that company is being perceived or I don't know, things that are fundamental to a business's success. And, and I have another thing, yes, that I want to add. I think that one thing that is very complex in our jobs and will never cease to be complex is working with other people. Designers have this uh, role of um, working with people. It's like part of the definition of the design job. You have to make sure that you have the right understanding of the people you're working with and the people you're designing for. So these are like two separate challenges, understanding your users, but also understanding the company and understanding your team, understanding uh, the stakeholders, the CEO, if you're in a startup, whatever. So making sure that you, you communicate and you figure out the people you're working with. And then another layer to this challenge is actually bringing everybody at the same table and building alignment and building a shared understanding of the problem we're solving and the way we're setting out to solve it. And so communicating and this this role of, let's say, like the messenger of the decisions that you're making or the design team is making, this is pretty difficult because many things get lost in translation. And I see a lot of projects that like go in a dark place because of communication issues and and disruptions between communicating with the product manager and, and things that are like missing understood and then they cause delays and so on and so forth and I think that handling all the relationships that need to work well in order for a product to be uh, launched successfully or updated improved successfully handling all this ecosystem of relationships is pretty complex and fairly difficult and in the beginning I felt like I was missing all the points <laughs> I was like I don't know I wasn't talking with the developers as much as I should I didn't clarify many aspects for them. The product manager was always at my desk demanding things that I wasn't able to deliver because I couldn't think like strategically. And so my relationships in my first big project were like a complete mess. Things are better now, definitely. I'm more, I'm more um, in charge of what I'm doing. I own my process. I own the communication check-ins or milestones or moments if you want I know when to communicate what but still it's like it's a lot of unpredictability and people are just unpredictable and they're they're difficult to unpack and understand and I think that this is something that will probably remain complex throughout our careers and now I'm going to pass it over to you to hear your thoughts around it yeah well, yeah, I feel you on that. Um, those were also great, great points. I, I was totally noted in my head when you were saying systems thinking. I was like, yes, yes, communication. Yes, yes, please. Yes. 
<laughs> I felt the same way um, about some of those points. So to not repeat what you were just saying, um, so you were saying a little bit about working and also in the bigger companies and when you're a designer, you're tackling one particular challenge. And when you were saying one particular challenge, I remembered, I remembered how it felt to work in the startups. The, the complexity of it was um, that I was working in a blind even though the communication was there, it was easy to talk to people. I was just not having enough data or we were lacking the time to figure it out, right? So sometimes we would have to work with a lot of assumptions and jump into conclusions ASAP um, and stuff like that. So I think for me, the complexity of navigating through the startup uh, ecosystem as a designer was in the working in the blind and sometimes not following the, so to say, process. <laughs> like it would have to run and quickly test ideas. Whereas working in the bigger companies uh, would be actually the opposite. You would have a lot of data, you would have a lot of visions, meetings, uh, questions, assumptions, data sometimes if, it if, if you can actually have access to it. And, and then it becomes working with a lot of complexity. So when in a startups, you're like, okay, working with the team and everybody's supposedly aligned in the bigger companies, it's a huge misalignment often uh so you have to deal with a lot of yeah as i said as you said you need to wear this system thinking hat you need to try to understand the high level vision of this product and always keep it in mind uh you have to understand the parts of the product you need to understand how each part of this product is working together and how particular your challenge contributes to the whole ecosystem and how then as you as you go go from bigger scale right from this okay what's the mission of my product to the smaller tactical thing, which, <clears throat> which is, for example, your Jira ticket or whatever ticket uh, or initiative you're working on. And then as you zoom in and you're working on your design challenge, you constantly have to sort of circle back in and out, in and out to remember how this small thing, even like this button in the left corner <laughs> contributes uh, to the whole system. So when you're designing those small tickets, you're actually trying to remember what product is solving here and then becomes complex, complex just because of that. And there are a lot of things or parts which you can actually turn into a checklist to make sure you're tackling this challenge um, nicely, I guess. And yes, let's say from the Jira ticket description, it could sound super simple, like, uh, I don't know, design the checkout flow, whatever whatever you, you are working on, right? So yeah, what's new there? It's super simple. Go ahead, do this, click button, and like then let's say it's delete and undelete and stuff like this. So you kind of think through some of the interactions and it seems like simple, right? It seems like maybe it's like two, three screens, um, just a couple of interactions. But then as you start digging into this specific challenge or specific small thing, it can appear to be so many different things, especially if you're working in the bigger companies, because there you now need to think <clears throat> about the patterns we use consistently across different products. You now have to um, discover the best approach to solve it still within your the company limitation and the company, so to say, uh, patterns. You have to think about the implementation, which is the stages, how many developers do we have for this initiative? What's the priority? Will we be able? <laughs> That was hard to say, to build everything we want or no, we have to cut it down and broke it down by stages. And then you start thinking about nitty gritty details. Uh, for example, you can start thinking about the UX writing, um, the, the new edge cases or the new edge personas who might think or do things differently. Then you need to collect the feedback. Um, then you need to, and probably you will have to collect the feedback from different parties. Maybe there is the business side, the, the development side, the 
the I don't know marketing side, but also there is design side who can also tell you which things you were doing not consistently, let's say. And so, okay, you collected the feedback. Now you have to spend a lot of time iterating and and also critically think through all the feedback you have collected because sometimes feedback is just opinions, and not all of them have to make a cut and be reflected in the design iteration. So, okay, again, wearing this critical thinking hat, uh, thinking which points actually were repetitive, maybe there is a certain pattern that everybody is getting confused about, or this is something that probably need to fix. Maybe this one sounds a bit subjective, so I'm not going to take it, at least not now, maybe put it onto the next iteration stage uh, bucket and then come back to it later and stuff like that. But then again, as you've iterated on your design feedback, now you start thinking about other parts or aspects of the product, right? Now you start thinking about the localization for this part, um, or maybe the breakpoints, if it is, again, the product or part of the product that exists in different contexts. Then the accessibility, then all those error states and empty states and loading states and whatever. Maybe then, again, UX writing, and then finally the handoff guide. And this is where you have to be in touch with your developer to make sure this handoff guide actually serves the purpose and not confuses the person and kind of makes it think makes it just you know extra work for you but also it's not helpful for the developer so all those nitty-gritty details all those small parts is something that you don't see when you publish <laughs> this beautiful dribble shot on the on the dribble right but um, there's a, a huge huge, I guess, uh, work going on behind that one little screen. And that seemed to be simple objective from the Jura ticket, I don't know, design the screen that show or helps this to solve this one small problem. Those are the things that I would usually have to tackle. And sometimes we do, we do not estimate enough how much effort it is. Um, we sometimes think it is yeah, just design it and it's done. Uh, but to be honest, yeah, even like collecting the feedback is another huge, it could be another sprint, to be honest. <laughs> so really, it's um, it's not as easy. It's definitely not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So since we're talking about the complexity, how about we turn the table and start talking about the tips to deal with this complexity, with the project complexity? And I know it's a very broad question since we know that in every stage, there probably will be um, different tips, a different set of tips for tackling different um, design challenges and different design stages. However, maybe based on this conversation, you were, were able to come up with some of the tips or recommendations for people to actually look at the complexity in a more easier way to embrace it and to maybe some of the, uh, I don't know, best practices to deal with the complexity, if you could come up with some. Yeah, definitely. I have my own recipe for dealing with complexity and that's like basically writing everything down. And because I, if the more complexity you have to grasp, the harder it gets to do it all in your mind and to rely on your memory and to rely on your like mind to make a sense out of it. What I would recommend anybody to deal with all the challenges that come with seniority and with big projects is to like write everything down. Maybe that can be a Trello board or it can be a Notion space or it can be a Miro board. Even in Figma, you can do that. I don't know, whatever works for you. Some people are probably more conservative and they just wanna write it down. I don't know, have like a whiteboard where they keep the connections they made or the information that needs to go in or the systems that need to be connected. I mean, document everything. That's where I'm trying to get at. As long as you have everything 
in front of you and not just rely on your mind to make sense out of it, you increase your chances to understand what the hell is going on. <laughs> so write down all the observations, write down all the thoughts, all the connections that pop in your mind. Sometimes you may be, I don't know, going for a walk and then you just click something in your brain and you don't want to miss that or forget that. Write it down in the space that you've created for that project and just, just have everything captured in a way that uh, it's, it's, you can revisit and you can see like with the bird's eye view and you can, you can navigate all the complexity much easier once you're able to like look at it. <laughs> I don't want to go beyond this advice. I think it's like the most valuable advice I have yeah, and I yeah, just yeah, want yeah. to let it shine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. <laughs> Actually, I, I remember when I was joining the corporation, I felt like, oh, damn, now I have to document everything. I just don't want to do this. <laughs> and, and actually, like, you know, already I was working in a small team, sitting in the same room and you didn't have to document. Everybody was, everything was shared knowledge. Every decision we were, do, we were doing, it was like this small team. Everybody knows what we're doing and everybody was on the same page. And it was so fun. But then as I, as I moved to the bigger companies, it became so much harder. And you, it's like, if you don't write it down, you will uh, definitely mess something up. <laughs> so it had to become my new habit to write it down and uh, documenting everything. And now I'm even like documenting every small decisions what I'm doing, because sometimes <clears throat> you, would, you would come up with some decision, you would explore it, and then you see it's not working. And then three weeks after, or even two sprints later, somebody is asking you in a meeting, why did you think about this thing? And you're like, oh, I thought about it, but I don't remember why it was not working. So it's really useful to look back in your notes or whatever annotations if you were doing so um, and see and actually remember quickly catch what was the thing about was not sticking well uh, with this product or with this solution. Um, and that's actually another complexity, to be honest, for me personally, to still remember everything and like, keep everything organized so that I can quickly come back to my notes and, and, and answer the question if it pops up. However, um, some of the tips that I would like to share here as well is... Um, as you understood already from current challenges that I'm experiencing, for me right now, there are two key tips that I can't emphasize more that are very, very important, in my opinion. First is be aligned. So the alignment inside the team, inside the project is a key. And like, for example, the mistake I've done in my past project in the company is that we have started believing that the project was super simple. It's just this small, one small thing uh, with few context that's it where it grew to be a huge project actually you could say it's not huge but i think it's like four sprints now and uh, it's still like maybe it's still an ongoing and it all happened because we were uh, not aligned in the beginning everybody had its own idea about what are we doing what are we building and i was also having my own idea and i was like exploring one directions whereas when we started you know syncing with the team i realized that people might have expected something more or less or different etc cetera, etc cetera. and so i realized how important it was to have this alignment uh, kickoff workshop where we would all collect the users stories and maybe define the specific objective, specify it super, super precisely, I guess, so that if somebody tomorrow or not tomorrow, but in two, three sprints says like, how about this idea? How about that idea? You would always refer them back to that, that, to that key objective and the user stories you're designing for. And even if there would be some, you know, objections about how about that layout, that layout, that layout, you would always explain rationally why this layout that you're suggesting right now might be a better choice 
for this goal because let's say and you can then rationalize it that oh people are scanning this way so it's going to be faster and everything should be aligned under each other so it's easier to scan blah 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 so you would actually rationalize your design decisions again referring back to that alignment goals and, and user stories if you would go for that um, now i also know that if, for example for that project we would definitely need to have uh, need to have the BA analyst or somebody who would help us identify all the use cases and prioritize those because we would actually figure out all those use cases as we start exploring the design project and then we would realize that there are many many small not very visible interactions and and use cases and i don't know conflict states etc cetera, etc cetera, which we were not scoping for so now we know that there had to be some other person who would would help us identify the complexity of it before jumping into it uh, so again alignment and recognizing the the complexity of it but still being on the same page which brings me to the second point which would be the communication um, and the feedback this is uh i think we have talked a lot about the the feedback the communication on the and uh, communicating your design decision so we're gonna go into details but this part is super super important as well again this helps to improve the transparency between the, the what what you're building right and then uh, align everybody about the current state and inform people about why certain decisions would not have to be made because whatever the use cases and then um, for you personally as a designer it means that you do have to again work on embracing the feedback and make the feedback a positive thing because there will be different opinions different kind of criticism and you have to strive for this because if if you're afraid to receive it and you're in a big company where there are a lot of strong opinions you'll struggle a lot so the feedback like i really had to learn or teach myself to love the feedback and every bad piece of the criticism let's say or critical thing that ever somebody would say to me i would be like yes yes finally yes i got something that i have to improve it became a really great great thing but it, it was a journey to to embrace that feedback and i guess small tip here would be also to always always and if you have the alignment if you have the communication well established in your company or your team um then this one should be easy but every time somebody you know puts a new idea or a new suggest a new layout or suggest a new design thing uh for you you always refer back to those objective and user stories and you rationalize so if you if you allow people to go beyond the scope beyond the objectives beyond the user stories you have identified you kind of give them this them the space to tear the project apart and start moving different directions so then it might never actually be finished and so you always have to uh, say like that's a great idea we will capture it we will put it on our ideas board etc etc but let's get back to what we are trying to solve here um, so yeah that would be my last tip for today and i wonder if you want to add anything or otherwise we can move to our top three takeaways for today Let's go to the top three takeaways okay. because I think we have a lot of value to unpack. Yes, already. I hope so. <laughs> okay, then. Um, so, Ivana, what were your key top three takeaways for today's conversation? I will start by saying that the complexity grows. This is like uh, the main takeaway that I want everyone to uh, know after to to like uh, digest or think of dive into after this episode. The complexity grows, so that means that some things will get easier, other things will become more difficult. And the things, my second takeaway is that the things that become most difficult are 
the relationships and managing people on a design project and understanding the complex systems that you're designing under uh, and for. And so these are uh, the two things that probably become more most difficult as you advance in your career. And my last takeaway um, is one that I think beautifully connects to what you shared about your new job with Citrix and the way that you have been feeling for the past year. My last takeaway is that when you feel uncomfortable, when you don't know things, when you're not certain about how to do something and you just need to explore different ways, learn different things, like use critical thinking to understand how to tackle something new, then that's where you grow as a designer. And I think that this is something extremely important. And just like you said, don't uh, stay for too long in a role where you feel extremely comfortable and confident and you feel like you know everything and you feel like you can handle everything that comes up. That, that's a great feeling to have, but it will not help you grow. And I think that if we want to like become better designers and become better humans, essentially, we need to continuously expose ourselves to unknown, to uncomfortable, to like the famous getting out of the comfort zone. But for designers, it probably means trying new projects and new companies. And I'm not advocating like changing your job once a year just so you can explore, explore different. You can be like for 10 years in a company, but explore different projects within or different teams or work with different people or on different facets of the product. Or you can do the same thing, but do it differently or experiment with new things. The only thing I'm trying to say is that try to learn something new and to to be uncomfortable on your role and to feel like you don't know everything because that's where um, that's where growth will happen and that's what we I think should be doing as designers and as humans and I'm giving you the mic your top okay. three findings <laughs> okay so well first of all you just covered the most important ones so uh, I actually have them written down as well so I'm just like gonna um gonna clap on this I guess <laughs> but other things which I can still add here I think I like the point that you made about for the juniors moving from like super tactical part you will need to grow and learn that it's system thinking organizing things thinking wearing different hats and also thinking about the products in different contexts so I think one thing to keep in mind is that as you grow you'll have to embrace the system thinking which is not easy by, by, by the definition. <laughs> um, another thing which uh, I guess I was, uh, I was like, as I was talking and I felt like it's important to again, capture here and the takeaways is to make sure you and your team is aligned and the communication is there. So communication is the key for any complex projects because I mean, complex projects by default, again, means that you're working in teams, sometimes really big teams. And if you don't have the element in and well-established communication, it's almost like a doomed project. Um, it's going to be very hard to pull off and go through it smoothly. So it's, it's a key, at least for me. Uh, and then I guess the last takeaway, which based on this last project I mentioned that uh, we were not scoping well would be to always scope things conservatively. <laughs> Even if you think like this is an easy challenge. I mean, 
I'm talking about the, the, the companies where you can allow yourself to scope things conservatively, because I know that in startups, scoping conservatively could actually be very critical. And sometimes you'd lose the game if you, if you don't publish something ASAP. So I'm just talking about this context when you can afford scoping things conservatively. And when you think that, okay, this is seem to be an easy challenge. I'm going to be able to build it ace, like quickly, uh, give me one sprint, etc. Um, think twice, <laughs> think, scope things just in case conservatively. And if you think like it's a one sprint, maybe just in case put, put it into two sprints because you never know what edge case could come up, which, which limitation could come up, uh, which challenges you could actually fail, or maybe you could even enter the creative block and then you will be stuck and, and go for like easy decisions, uh, which I sometimes tend to do. So <laughs> the scope thing conservatively just in case especially if your company can allow it, or especially if you're the person who's given the points to this new initiative or this new design challenge. So if you can say what it takes, just in case, give yourself more time to make sure everything is working fine. And that would be my third takeaway for today. And yep, that's, that's it, I guess. Um, so thank you so much, Joanna, for another great episode. Uh, really love to hear your, your points and your understanding. And um, with that being said, all I can say right now is just, guys, don't forget to just DM us uh, anytime on our social media. Uh, you can find us on Instagram under Honest UX Talks, or you can just uh, directly message me or Ioana, uh, as, as probably you know, you can find us under Anfisign or UX Goodies nicknames in Instagram. And then... Um, feel free to rate us if you find this useful or helpful for you because uh, we, we, we would really like to hear your feedback. <laughs> and um, this encourages us to keep up with the episodes on a weekly basis. Thank you so much, guys, and uh, have a great day there. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.